Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. I want to say hello to everyone at our Philadelphia campus. Also, hi, honey. My wife is over there in Philadelphia. Hi to everyone who's watching online. You know, we mention our online family from time to time, and we really do have an online family, and this is how you know. About four weeks ago, I had a problem with uh, one of my laces, and someone from our online family sent me laces that you don't have to tie. So come on, everybody who's watching online, let's go. (laughs) This is such a phenomenal season in the life of our church to think that we have grown to the point that we have another church in another city. We are one church in two cities. This is kingdom expansion, kingdom expression, so many opportunities for us to make a difference here and there. I want to encourage you, get involved, get involved, serve someone else into greatness. Your life will be remarkably blessed if you choose to do so. How many would say amen? Amen. And you know what? We are That is a perfect segue into today's message. We are in our second layer. We're finishing up the second layer of our series. I want you to say it with me. Ready? Learn, live, give. We learn, live, and give. That is the normal Christian life. Actually, it's anyone who wants to be healthy, you learn, you live, and give. That's the way God has made us. And just this morning, there's a, a someone that we are currently helping, and we help to get them into a, a rehab. They're battling with some pretty deep issues. And so one of our leaders went to visit. Interestingly enough, they're in the rehab. They're detoxing. And uh, here's what they said. They said, no matter what, as soon as you get here, they give you a small job. And they say, immediately, if you want to change the way you live, the first thing you need to start doing is helping someone else. How many know that we are better when we give? It's, it's better to give than to receive. Come on, put your hands together if you believe that. A lot of times we're like, me, 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 but actually it's when we think about someone else, we become better. Amen? Fred Rogers said that when he was a little boy and his, and there were so many crazy things on the news, here's what his mother would say. His mother would say, don't focus on the negativity, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers, connect with the helpers, you can always learn something from the helpers. How many want to be helpers in the kingdom of God? Come on, wherever you go, hallelujah. That's what today's message is all about. And I want to begin by reading a quote to you from Warren Wiersbe. Here's what he said. He says, your heart grows by giving out, but your mind grows by taking in, and both are necessary to live a happy and balanced life of service. We 
We take in and then we give out. We take in and then we give out. Something is incomplete in your life if you're not giving. God made you, he made me, he made us all to be just like him. And guess what Jesus is? Jesus is a giver. And we become our best. Not when we try to protect ourselves all the time and look out for number one, we become our best. When we are transformed into givers, when we give like God. So what I wanna do is I wanna read a couple of verses that speak to giving in a pretty, in both in a broad way and in a narrow sense. Two different passages of scripture. Because you might say, well, um, how could you preach on giving to all of these different people? Two cities, online. We're, we're so unique. We live in different places. We are called to do different things. Well, the Bible speaks broadly and specifically, and we're going to start Matthew chapter 5. You guys have heard this before, but these, if you didn't know that Jesus said, you are the light of the world, you're gonna, they, those words come from God himself. So Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Already right there, we learn that we were made to give. Everybody say, I was made to give. You know what you were made to give? You were made to give off the light of God. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Interesting, not only are you the light of the world, but you're supposed to shine your light in a very specific location. Light is locational. Where? In your world and in your house. Everyone in Philadelphia, you shine your light in your world, but how many know we start by shining our light right in our homes? How many would say amen? We shine the light, the love of God, the power of God right in our homes. That's what healthy, biblical Christian living is all about. That's what it's like. Let me keep going here. It says... It says, in the same way, let your light shine before others. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, here's an interesting thing about light. You know, human beings are made in such a way that if you live in darkness, your eyes will adapt as best as possible and, and you just get along and you survive. Imagine if your home was always dark. You wouldn't be able to see things that are dirty. You wouldn't be able to see things that are in the way. You, you stumble around. Imagine not being able to tell that the dishes are clean and feeding the kids on dirty dishes. Imagine the impact just of not being able to have light. And here, the Bible says that we are called to shine light for people who don't have light. How urgent, how important is this 
uh, to all of us. You can be a, 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 a single mom and shine great light. You can drive an Uber and, and be an Uber driver and you can shine a great light. You can, you can work at the post office. You can work at McDonald's, wherever you are, wherever you go, office buildings. How many know wherever we go, we are called to shine the light of Jesus? You are the light of the world. When you go home today, I want you to go home thinking about the fact that you are the light of the world. Now, I want to read one other uh, verse to you. This is actually my personal life verse. And um, because this speaks to all of us, not just broadly, but very uniquely. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We get a gift. How do you shine light? You shine light in a way through the gifting that God has given you. What makes you special, what makes you you has come from God. All of us have different gifts and different abilities, and it's through that gifting. That gifting is not just for you. That gift is for, so that you can serve others, show the love of God, show the light of Christ, and as we serve others, God gets the glory. Anybody here want to give glory to Jesus? Hallelujah. So giving is our ministry. Here we give, we're making these announcements to serve. And I want you to know, giving is part of our ministry. It's part of the call of God. We minister to others by truth, by sharing the love of God. Ministry is an inside-out thing where we shine the light of Christ. And this is what we're called to do. And you might be here and say, uh, um, you might say, you know, but I'm not that gifted, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. And how many know we got to take those thoughts captive? You have been made in the image of God. You are God's workmanship. Hallelujah. His masterpiece. And he's already created good works for us to do so that we could bring him glory. But listen, Winston Churchill picked up... Uh, on an Old Testament uh, phrase or verse where, where God called Jacob a worm. And here's what he said. I love this. He said, we are all worms, but I do believe I am a glow worm. <laughs> Everybody say, I am a glow worm. That's right. We are called to glow for Jesus. So the title of today's message is Give Part 2 because we're in the second layer and we are called to shine his light. And I want to pray right now that God would give us the faith, the courage, the desire, the burden to shine his light. I want us to entertain the possibilities that part of the transformation that God has for you actually comes not by receiving but by giving. You know, when Annie was talking about how we have to take uh, thoughts captive in worship here in Chicago, it's true because sometimes our thoughts can make us so introspective, so self-centered, and God wants to make us outward. 
He wants, to, he wants to get us to the place that from the inside out, we are just like him. And so I want to pray today. I want to pray that we would embrace the fact that we are all called to shine the light of God. If you're watching online, wherever you are, this is the word of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is with you. The spirit of the Lord is there in Philadelphia. And God is with us right here. How many know Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, is with each and every one of us right now? So come on, let's lift our hands. And let's, let's pray. Come on, as I pray, talk to God right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word is true. Your word is powerful. Your word is life. Your word is light. Your word is healing. Your word is transformational. And God, I pray that the fullness of your plan for our lives would be uh, fulfilled, oh God, as we uh, choose, oh God, as we yield, as we decide, oh God, as we commit to shine your light to the world. Lord, there's a joy, there's an excitement, there's a blessing in store for anyone that will shine the light of Christ, oh God. And I'm jealous, oh God, for your people, God. I pray that each and every one of, uh, of us would experience, even in this week, the joy of shining the light of Christ. Bless this word. Bless our meetings, wherever we find ourselves today. We trust you to do it. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. amen and amen. Hallelujah. So how does God make us givers of light and how does light make us givers? When you shine light, how does that happen? So number one, light flows from his power and plan. Light flows from the power and plan. And one of the things that you and I need to understand about God is that he is a special type of light designer. So I didn't know that there was such a thing as a light designer until in the ministry, we, when we started to redo buildings, it turns out that you need a lighting plan. And we take for granted that when you, in your home and in your apartment, someone decided where the lights would go. And they put those lights where they are so that there is coverage all over your home, your apartment, wherever you are. And just recently, I, I borrowed this off of someone who works in lighting and does, uh, uh, you know, different events. And so right behind me here, this is a lighting schematic. Before an event, they plan out where the lights are, and the purpose is to make sure there's complete coverage. Lighting is about coverage. So here's what that ends up translating into in, let's say, uh, some event. So imagine each one of us is one of these lights. Okay, God is a masterful lighting designer. And listen, if, if a whole row of these lights are not on, then there's a lack of coverage. What you and I need to understand is that you are part of the plan of God to bring light to specific places. How many would say amen? Into offices, into, into certain, it's like a specific assignment God has for you today, tomorrow, and the day after to shine your light. 
There are no coincidences. You are a child of God. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. He already knows where you're going to be tomorrow. And when you're there, you got to have the light on. Somebody say amen. Let's turn on the light. Hallelujah. Imagine a powerful moment. You don't even know it, but a powerful moment taking place in this coming week because you had the lights on. You know, uh, in Philadelphia, I've mentioned him before because I get such a kick out of, out of uh, the way he makes a living. One of the brothers, his name Aaron, is a scientist and... Um, and he, you know, he works for a pharmaceutical company. And he and his wife have this ministry of, of reaching out to scientists. I'm like, I don't remember the last time I witnessed to a scientist. Do you? <laughs> but you know what? He is planned by God. All of those years of school, planned by God to be right there. Right? And, and you, could work in a, you could work in an office, you could work in a gym, you, wherever you are. You could work for a construction company, wherever you are. You've been placed there by God. You can wear in a, work in a beauty salon. You have been placed there by God. And in the midst of all the darkness, how many know we are called to shine for the glory of Jesus? Somebody say, Jesus, help me shine. Hallelujah. It's the plan of God. It's God's will. It's God's way. He wants to use you to bring the coverage. It's an amazing thing. And, and here's the thing about, about being placed in a particular place. It's not just plan, it's also power. Okay? When, uh, when you go into your house and you go to flip that switch... Right? You know the power is not in that little plastic thing. You know the power is behind the wall someplace, right? Okay? So God is the power. He is the power. The Bible says there's this mystery. Listen to me in Philadelphia. Somebody watching online. There's this mystery. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. The spirit of the living God lives inside of us. If you are a Christian, Christ is inside of you. And it's incredible because a lot of times we don't even know exactly how God is using us. But God is actually using us. God is shining his light because we're just being ourselves. You know, I remember when I first got saved and, and uh, I was talking to different people and I realized how sometimes when you become a Christian, your friends don't really like you anymore. <laughs> and you know why that is? You just walk in the room and they go, why are you judging me? It's not that you're judging, it's that the light of God is exposing stuff. Come on, how many know that's the way it is? Listen, this makes me laugh. Uh, um, so you guys know Pastor Jake is born and raised in Chicago and um, played basketball at Von Steuben and uh, um, gave his heart to the Lord when he was in college. And, um, you know, he's a rascal in his own right before he came to know Jesus. So I believe it was right here, over there, uh, Jake... Uh, Pastor Jake was serving communion. 
So it turns out one of his buddies from high school was coming to the church, he and his wife, and they invited another one of his buddies uh, um, to one of the services, and they, they didn't mention that Jake was a pastor here. So right over there, uh, this is an interesting occurrence for a communion service, but right over there, Jake is bringing the communion plate by, and the guy was right there in the corner, and he handed the plate, and the guy looks up, and when he looks up, he cursed out loud during communion service. <laughs> We're not proud of that, but the truth of the matter is, the guy was so shocked to see Jake Sparlin serving communion like he was blown away. And you know what? We underestimate, we look at our weaknesses, but we underestimate the power of the testimony of being redeemed by Jesus. How many know Christ is a transformer for his glory? Hallelujah. God so changes us. And you, you know, we live with our weaknesses, but when people see us and they see, they know who we used to be and they know who we are today. How many know they feel the power of the light of the glory of Jesus? Could we praise God? Hallelujah. <laughs> and it's a chain. It's a chain. You shine, someone shine light for you. You shine light for someone else. And there's power in the light of God. And that light goes to the next one and the next one and the next one. I heard a story of this past Tuesday. One of our, one of our brothers uh, um, who, who was led to the Lord by a gangbanger because he was a gangbanger. And then he developed his own career. And now he just brought someone for the first time on Tuesday, and the guy was blown away right here this past Tuesday. How many know we need to keep shining the light? On and on and on it goes, wherever we are. I want to read a story to you that I think is really powerful. This was uh, told by uh, Woodrow Wilson. I don't know if he was the president of the United States at the time. Perhaps he wasn't, but he would go on to be president. And listen to this. Woodrow Wilson once said, I was sitting in a barber chair when I became aware that a powerful personality had entered the room. A man had quietly, uh, had come quietly in upon the same errand as, my, as I myself to have his hair cut and sat in the chair next to me. Every word the man uttered though it was not in the least didactic. He wasn't teaching, he wasn't preaching. It, it says, uh, he showed a personal interest in the man who was serving him. And before I got through with what was being done to me, I was aware that I had attended an evangelistic service because Mr. D.L. Moody was in that chair. I purposely lingered in the room after he had left and noted the singular effect that his visit had brought upon the barbershop. They talked in undertones. They did not know his name, but they knew something had elevated their thoughts. And I felt that I left that place as I should have left a place of worship. How many know the presence of God inside of his people? Hallelujah. God's presence inside of his people can make 
people think, the light of God inside of you can make people think about worship. They can make people think about God. They could cause people to think about who they are and how they're living. And you don't have to say one thing to them about how they're living. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. All we have to do is shine. Our fundamental way of giving, first and foremost, is that we shine. And it's from the inside out. Could they, uh, if they could send me a keyboard player. It's from the inside out. So many different stories, so many powerful ways that God wants to affect people. As I was praying this week, I was just imagining us walking into places and just being a light. May the Holy Spirit make us sensitive this week. How many say, Jesus, make me sensitive this week, Lord. Help me to be ready, Lord, to shine, oh God, to know when I'm supposed to open my mouth. Do it by your mighty power. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So the first thing is we become givers of light through his plan and his power and just know you, God has a plan for you to shine. Secondly, light highlights his love. Light highlights the love of God. So it's interesting. Science tells us that light is constituted of three rays. They're distinct from each other, none of which without the others would be light. Watch this. The first ray is often called invisible light. Okay? This invisible light is neither seen nor felt. So it's funny because we have Christ in us. We don't see him. We don't always feel him. Sometimes you feel the Lord, but he's inside of you, right? And then watch this. The second is both seen and felt. And then this, this second ray of light is both seen and felt. And I'm telling you right now, there is a, you, you know when we worship God and his presence comes down. You know, I hope that, that uh, uh, when what you do here, by the way, I'm going to pause and digress for a second. Why do we worship God here? I'm going to tell you why. First of all, because the Bible tells us to. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Okay? But in addition to that, you know why we worship God here? It's so that you will worship God at home. You see, and here's what will happen. The same presence of God that floods this place, it will flood your apartment. It will flood your car. It will flood your cubicle. Because if we reach out to God and we worship him, the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. How many would say amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so there's a part of God. We don't always see it or feel it, but people can see it or, and feel it, as I said. And then here's the last one. The last one, the third is not seen, but it's felt as heat. Light gives off heat. Okay, light gives off heat. Heat. 
What is heat? Heat represents the passionate, fiery love of Jesus for his people. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It was the passion of God. It was the fire of God. It was the heart of Jesus that drove him to the cross. And you know what? When he rose from the dead, how many know he still feels that deep love towards us? And when we're shining the light of God, the love of God should be flowing out of his people. When, when you start to love people with the love of God, it will absolutely transform your life. When the love of God is flowing through you towards someone else, it literally changes you while you're becoming a blessing to someone else. Here's what the, it says in the book of Galatians. Galatians said, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. I was just sharing one of my Great. I hope, I hope before you got to your seat today, you got hugged about six times. Anybody get a few hugs before you got to your seat? Let's go. Let's go. And let me tell you why. A bunch of you have heard this, but when I first started going to church, didn't know anything about church, and was brokenhearted and depressed, I went on a Sunday evening, and we finished worshiping, and I was like perhaps like someone today would say, hey, greet one another. I was like, come on. I was like praying, just stay away from me. Just stay away from me right now. Okay? Nobody hears like that, but I get it, you know. And a guy came over, complete stranger. He said, brother, I'm so happy to see you. And he threw his arms around me. And when he threw his arms around me, the love of God just it just, I was so down. I was so broken. It just washed over me. I sat in the chair. I cried for the next 50 minutes. I was just weeping because I had been touched by the love of God. How many believe he wants to use you? He wants to use us to be his hands extended and to love on somebody. And as we give ourselves to love like God loves. I'm telling you, we are going to see. But remember, it's in our homes and in our worlds. So here's the thing, I, as, as we're gonna pray in a moment, when I think about, when I think about us loving people, and I think about our city, we should really be standing out. How many, how many agree we should really be standing out in Chicago? Like, like, it should be so obvious because we're going out of our way to love. And when you have Christ in you, sometimes we don't feel, we don't feel like we can love. We don't feel like we have love. If you have Christ in you, how many know the love of Jesus is inside of you and you can reach out and you can speak out and you can serve and you can give if you tap into the love of God. As we, as we, as we tap into the, the love of the Father, the love of the Father will flow. The love of the Father wants to flow in our homes and in our world. In our homes, 
God wants to, wants to do something so deep inside of us that what dominates our households is love. What would your home be like if it's just dominated by love? And then as we go out of our homes, that we step into the world and we step into the world. And can I, can I encourage you? Christians are not supposed to be like this. How many agree Christians are supposed to be like this? Come on, in a city like Chicago, hey. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. You're having a great day. Find a way. Look, your first good morning will lead to another conversation to how are you really doing and from how are you really doing, hey, how's this thing going that you told me about, to let me tell you about the love of Jesus. How many are looking forward to that? Come on. Let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. We learn, we live, and then we we give. We spend time with the Lord, and then just supernaturally we're ready to give.